0: Today's episode is brought to you by Sadie Harper of Southern Ambition. One (laughs) quick note on the eighty percent: when you do something, if something didn't get done but nobody else does, don't point it out.
1: Exactly. When somebody comes
0: to your house, don't say, "Oh, excuse the mess. We didn't see the mess. We wouldn't have anyways." So quit pointing out what stop apologizing for
2: things. Yeah, yeah, stop apologizing for things that you have no need to. Like only apologize when you do something wrong.
3: you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
2: Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Today on the show... We a, have a whole nother podcast. I
1: was like, a is this our twofer? Podcast. This is our first twofer? Mm-hmm. Other than Kristen and hubby? Yeah. Yes.
2: And yes. our husbands.
1: Oh, I forgot about that.
2: We did have them.
4: <laughs>
1: don't it's tell them so I long. forgot. I know. I
2: think they're going <laughs> to they hear it They don't listen now. to the show. <laughs> they don't. Scott does.
1: <laughs> they don't.
4: No,
2: Scott totally does. He listens to every episode.
4: <laughs> oh, my Scott does too. And he's Thanks. so excited to start listening to your podcast now. He was like, what? Another podcast? Mm-hmm. So
1: now he's going to have another.
4: See? Yeah. Listen to.
1: Did you see Laura Anderson's post where she was like, hey, just got into podcasts, just listen to my first one. I was like, bitch! Uh, what? We've been on air since February. What do you mean? Like it,
2: and how many people do we know that was like, your podcast is the first one I've ever listened to? <laughs> Never. I'll have words for her. Yeah. So today on our podcast, we have the Wired to Change podcasters. That's who we have. Trinity, Friend, Trinity French? Yep. I'm. Yeah, so I name. literally have been like, that like you it went up at the end like was a question. Like, was like, "Are you French?" No,
4: because
2: <laughs> it's when people get married and they change their names, and I'm visual, so like, or in, they
4: don't, really or they change don't change their name, and, their name and, name and then, then you're like, like halfway "What?" On social media, yeah, yes.
2: Me. And then I get, yeah, I know,
4: I just so there keep, it is. I like, keep introducing myself as Gregor,
2: and so I, yeah, that's been my. I was like, wait, is it? Because I'm the business card that I have says to be
4: Yeah. And I haven't legally changed my name yet because I'm trying to, f- like, use up all my old business cards. Because <laughs> yep. I'm, like, so freaking frugal. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I
2: told, I didn't change my name for 11 and a half years. See? Because when I got married, I worked for the federal government and there was no way that I could change my name and not have everything change. Mm-hmm. So everything was in Scott's name at home because I didn't want people to find I worked in a, a sensitive area, so I didn't want people to be able to find me. So everything at home was in Scott's name, but I kept my maiden name and then I just got lazy. And then it wasn't until my mom booked an international cruise under my married name that you was that like, you're
4: like, oh,
1: shit. We really well, I
2: need to get to... a new passport anyway, so I might as well just change it.
1: Might as well get a whole new name mm-hmm. right along with it.
2: So, yeah. So that's what.
1: Yep. That was my thing. Oh,
0: and
2: then there's Mike Manning. I forgot about
1: Mike. <laughs> 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 we got stuck on the Mike, name change. Me, how would you feel about changing your name when you got married? Uh, I oh. would
0: change my name to Archie Manning, yes. Be happy to do that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh, but I don't know who that is. <laughs>
0: Dude, never mind.
4: I'm, I missed the
0: joke. At least 30 people got it. Thank you, ladies.
2: <laughs> Mike and Trinity own Wired to Change Coaching, and uh, they're business coaches, and they also do the Wired to Change podcast, which we have both separately been, been on. guests on. And yes. so we thought it would be fun to get all four of us.
1: Do you know so the together. story, their love story of how they met, their work love story?
2: I do, but the, I think our listeners now want to know.
1: Let's hear it. Because no, we're going like, to leave you all
2: hanging.
4: Yes, I do. Your, your work,
1: husband, and wife, So, what is your? We are, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys meet?
4: We actually met um, um, walking on the beach one day. <laughs> Oh, no. That, that was somebody else.
0: I um, had my metal detector because I'm older than her
4: yet. And I was like, wow, what old man has such <laughs> sexy legs? And look, oh, thank you for finding my earrings. <laughs> no, we actually met through BNI, mm-hmm. Business Networking International. And Mike was the – I always mess up what it's called. What is it? You were my
0: – Consulting director.
4: Consulting director. And when I went to training – I showed up like 10 minutes late and I was mortified because I couldn't find the entrance into the building (laughs) (laughs) and I, and then proceeded to just be a ham in class. And Mm -hmm. of course we hit it off and shortly after that, we had a couple of one-to-ones and then before we're sitting down, coming up with business ideas and meeting up every week and decided to rock and roll nice is that about what happened
0: yes and the first time i heard trinity's name through b and i was the chapter that we're both in now the realtor seat was open Oh yeah. and they had what trinity about a dozen people show up over 17. the course of a couple of weeks yeah. yeah and so i was talking with the president at the time and a couple of people in the chapter because i knew them and they're like man i said so who are the front runners man there's this girl named trinity gregor holy cow And it was you and one other person were pretty much the only two that anybody's really wowed about. And that's how I first got to know how Trinity enters a room.
1: (laughs) What? So tell me, how is that? What wowed you? What was the wow?
0: The way that everybody talked about her from her preparation, from her understanding of the giver's gain and walking in. And I think she told everybody from day one, hey, I'm here to give 100 referrals. Who's with me? And just that alone, walking in with, I'm here to help. But hey, I get it. I know people. I want to introduce all the people to to my people because I tell people all the time, Trinity collects people, literally. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of people you want in your circle.
4: I was mm-hmm. like, that's uh-huh. totally you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we, we do. And yeah. I think that's why I always have a woman crush on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's like such a great compliment, right? It's like when you find good people, you don't know where they're going to play out in your life or who they're going to be able to help in your sphere. Mm -hmm. You just know that they're awesome. And then it might be, like, five years later and you introduce somebody to somebody else and it's, like, kismet. And it's, like, oh, I never knew. But people come into your life for a reason. And then there's, I think we all work for ourselves because we get to choose who we work with. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's, like, a crappy person, you can just get rid of them and not feel Mm -hmm. bad about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And work
2: through what is the lesson. And actually, because after, so we did a Reimagine Networking event last night where. It
4: was Awesome. It was super
2: fun. And we were able to physically distanced well enough. And we all it was BYOE. <laughs> like you have to bring your own everything because we're not touching and we're not sharing things. But we did this earring exchange. And um, it's so funny because Nikki and I had a very similar conversation. Uh, Nikki Crow and I had a very similar conversation in the parking lot after everybody left. Of There are when you meet people who that you have that connection with. Even if it's like that initial intimidation factor of, wow, who is this? I need to know this person. But they scare me a little bit. And then as you get to know them, that breaks down the barriers. And then you, but like the words came out of my mouth. There are people that just come into your life in certain times and certain Mm -hmm. reasons. And (laughs) that's, you just have to explore where those connections come from.
1: And you're so crazy good at that. My question is, because I've often wondered this, how do you keep it up? How do I keep, how do yeah, I keep up, like the, keep up that? Cause you meet so many people mm-hmm. all the time. How do you keep up that connection? Cause when I look at you, I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired watching you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, and so you are how not you the only that. person that has said that. Yeah. And some days I'm sure you're really tired because yeah. I feel some days I just feel exhausted. Yeah. And then I
2: spend the day in yeah. bed and I binge watch Netflix stuff. or something or hoarders. Right. That yeah. was my most recent binge watch was hoarders.
4: Oh, I'm like is she selling like, Sunset. I'm like ooh. obsessed with that show. Those are all like the rich houses. Rich out. bitchy real estate agents. Yes. And I was like, I want to be you. Okay, <laughs> but not so bitchy. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: it's so I am intentional about just being sincere. Like I don't. I am who I am.
1: Right. Yeah, I get that. That's the easy part,
2: honestly. But that's what all it is. is
1: no. But that how just are you nice keeping up with those connections? All like, are you just constantly going to the same events, or are you like texting people and? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in my head, I don't. Like, I keep I
4: literally a database. Like, like, yesterday, and I enter yeah. everybody I meet into my database, and then I rank them based. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. Oh, my God. (gasps) What do we
1: rank? (laughs) I know. You'll never know. You'll never know. It's like having, it's like like the slam book in high school. Totally. How can I up my rank? What can I do? (laughs) Mike, the secrets to her heart. What can I do to up my rank?
0: (laughs) Uh, If you have to ask, really. uh, 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 I think the show today is going to help your cause there, Madness.
1: All right.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: We should share that story. yeah. We should share. Okay. So, Mike, share for the listeners how the nicknames came about for us, please.
0: I knew Jenny. I don't think Sarah and I had met before she was on the Mm -hmm. show, but I knew Jenny a little bit. And Jenny fits the mold of the women in my life. They're just badass. They got confidence, but they're there for you. If uh, when the resurrection shows up and you need people on your team on the street, Jenny's one of those. So the the women in my life are built all just like that. So I knew Jenny. I thought, she's a badass. I can hang with her. And I didn't know Sarah until you came in there. And, and then when I met you, I thought, well, you know, you're a badass, too. You two need different names. <laughs> you need a new name. So Jenny became Jay Mitch because that's a rap name, and she's street cred. She's got it all. And Sarah spent an with hour, two hours with you. You're just madness.
1: Yes. So yes. I love that, just <laughs> laughing and all over the
0: place. And you fit with what Trinity and I do because people ask us about the podcast and we're like, we laugh and tell stories. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you fit right in. So, yeah. So I figured you two needed a new name. So,
4: yeah.
2: Yep. So, Girls Who Do Stuff, AKA
4: J Midge and Madness. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. sounds like it should go viral. You should do like one of those like rap parody videos.
0: Yeah.
1: I would be all over that.
4: Oh, my gosh. Camp
1: know. Well, white girl from the suburbs. Come on. No one needs to know.
2: <laughs> With the whitest white parents ever. Like my dad's the off-tempo clapper.
0: <laughs> and then if, if you can add, uh, if you need some supporting actors, get Christine Wallers in there. Let that Boston come out for a minute. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. That would be fun. That's awesome. But yeah, thank you all for those compliments. By the way, I want to just circle back, yeah. and because I think that there's something to be said that when you shift your mindset from like you can still be in hustle, right? Like you can still be in that hustle mode of trying to grow and work your business and make your money and and make your impact and do all that. But when you do it from a place of just I want to have meaningful interactions with people because I'm a connection person too, Mm -hmm. right? Like I do appreciate more meaningful connections than like, how do I amass all of the contacts that I can? Mm -hmm. Right. I look for who can I connect with and I look at what energy are they putting out there and is that something that I want to be a part of? So when I connect with people, it's the people that stay are the ones that I have found meaningful connections
1: with. So, an idea just popped into my head, y'all. We should create our own little networking group mm-hmm. of just all of our people. Favorite people. Yes. Yeah. Because that I can manage. Like, I can manage, like, I'm going to go to this awesome weekly networking group. That feels very doable to me. This five a week and over here, this day and over that da, 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 that feels not manageable. Mm. Overwhelming. Yes. Did I ever, yeah. Did yes. I
2: ever tell you about how I, broke in, how I broke into, like, the whole networking thing and got over my fears? And trepidations of all that.
1: Well, it's not even fears necessarily. It's literally overwhelm. Yeah, that's but it's the it it comes from like a like how am I going to manage
2: all this? So I did what I call a networking boot camp, and I listened to everyone who said you should go to this networking group and that working and like for two or three months I literally went to two to three networking events, at least one a day, if not two a day, multiple a week. And then after those three months, I was like, all right, where am I getting at my ROI?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and I stayed connected with the people so and your triangle business is your ROI. It's there's mul- there's several of them but yeah. Oh, okay. That's where like I know where I make meaningful connections and Trini and I had this conversation last night too. I don't feel like one BNI is the place for me. I love the BNI model. I love the motto of givers gain like I like that's me. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I connect with just one group. And so for me, that's been challenging because Mike's like, when are you going to join a BNI?" and it's not just Mike. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> when Jenny
0: visited our chapter, uh, I must have hit on you 10 times during the meeting. I have applications, Jenny. When are yes. you going to join? You should And join. then I'm like
2: <laughs> looking at your photographer going, you have a photographer sitting right there, Mike. He's
0: but like, I told Alex, I said, we, we, we got to make he you videos. So some, we get yeah. so
2: Or just do it as
1: like the, your the content, content marketing. Yes, yeah. yes. yes.
2: And I'm like, but that's the thing, right? Like it's the, when you connect with individual people, it's much more meaningful. And from that, right, like I've developed a stronger connection with Nikki Crow and with you guys and Nikki brought me to Linda and Linda LeBron's our our dog trainer now. And she and I are making more meaningful connections. And so it just, it grows to me. It comes back to me exponentially. Mm -hmm. It's not even about who am I meeting and how am I juggling and who am I not Like, it nurtures organically. It ebbs and flows with everybody's busy. Everybody has stuff. Everybody has lives and grandkids that they have to go visit. and Not
1: have to. Want to. Can't
0: wait to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But everybody has stuff.
4: But the people that stick are the ones that you want to nurture. And if you've ever listened to our podcast, I'm always talking about left pocket, right pocket. Mm -hmm. It's like swiping left or right. Mm -hmm. And when I go to an event, I'm mentally keeping track and then like physically like I'll wear a dress with pockets and if I get someone's business card yes and if I want to follow up with them I put them in my right pocket and if I think like they're creepy or Mm -hmm. I just didn't connect with them or they dove into a sales pitch as soon as I met them which Mm -hmm. makes me go yes so then they go in my left pocket and I don't have to follow up with every person I don't feel like I have to Create a meaningful relationship with somebody unless I truly right. connect with them. So right. a lot here's of people
2: a, do that. I like to call them out in a networking thing. Like after we meet, I like to watch where my card goes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, left pocket. Left pocket. <laughs> now, you oh, what do do? But now you know. Now you know.
2: So here's an interesting question. So how do we manage those that think that they've created a meaningful connection with us that we're just like energetically, whoa, stay away. Keep <laughs> Oh, away. yeah. Like Ghost the we're business owners, right? Like we, we can't are.
0: just. Yeah. so. But hey, so, Jenny, back to your question. Thank when you. you network long enough, people know who the givers are. It doesn't take long once you network. You can just tell by the first couple of questions they ask you. If they walk towards you at a networking event with their business card in their left hand and their right hand out, we're pretty much done before you say hi. Because I know I'm just a number for you. I'm not really going to be a relationship.
4: Yeah. And when those takers pop up and or if they like show up in an event or whatever, I'll just ever so nicely avoid them (laughs) like the plague or I will I will delete them from my mailing list or just try to push them out of my my sphere.
0: Or I'll and be across time, the room and she'll say, why don't you go talk to Mike? Or you, yeah. set up. Or
4: you can always introduce them to another person that yeah. you don't really care for. Right. And be like, you guys go off <laughs> you and commiserate together. Yeah. There's a couple people that I know that come to some of my networking events and they walk in and I'm like, oh God. Cause they're just energy vampires. Yes. They're the people that have literally been asking the same question. There's this one woman, hope she never listens to this cause she'll probably know who she, I'm talking about. But she Has been complaining about how she can't make money for as long as I've known her. Oh, there's always
2: three years. There's people who are stuck. Yeah, Yeah.
4: and I'm like, you know what? You don't want to. Right. If you wanted to, you would have taken all. Like, she's had more one to ones and meetings with great coaches and people that. She's had all the, and she just doesn't want to take any of the advice. Like, she what needs someone to break the mindset. That.
1: Yeah, so that's my point. What stops you from saying that, though? I have said that to her. Okay. And she's, and everything's an excuse. And finally, yes.
4: I'm like, there's some people, if they don't want to be better, yes. or if they don't want to be helped, and it's more of, I think that's her persona now, that she's just, like, the person that well. she's now comfortable yes. in mm-hmm. being the person that,
2: It's like someone who has been stuck in that, like who's experienced a trauma, Mm -hmm. who's stuck in that cycle of not being able to let go of what happened to move forward to deal with what happened. Yeah. That they- That's
1: become their identity. It's become
2: their identity. Mm -hmm. So like the identity is I'm someone who needs help and I'm going to keep going to seek help. And it is, it's hard because we have to walk a very fine line between could this person ever potentially be a client- right? Is this going to be a source for money? Are they going to be a referral source? So I think is when you're in the small business community, you do have
1: to work, I think, extra hard. I don't even think of it that way, to be honest with you. I think of it as this is a human being. And so I'm going to treat you with I'm going to be polite. I'm yes. not going to, you know, I'm not going to be yeah. an asshole. But I'm I mean? not
4: going to go out of my way to Correct. introduce her to people. Exactly. Right. I'm, I'm going to be boundary Because in the beginning mm-hmm. I did and I met with her and yep. put together a business plan. Went way above and beyond. And right. then after a while I realized, oh, you're not coachable. Mm-hmm. You're not a person that even cares to be coachable. So I'm not going to introduce her to any more people because I don't want that to be the kind of people that because someone else thinks I associate with yeah
0: and, yeah, the, and I think it's the like, other thing when you're at networking events people will tip their hand when they stand up and say if you'd like to set up a one-to-one with me here's my calendar it's like no dude you tell me I want to get Jenny I want to meet I want to get with you and set up a one-to-one so I'm coming to you to say I want to get on your schedule rather than me make you work to get up on mine by saying oh yeah If you want to meet with me, just here, go, you do all the work. It's no, dude, that's not how it works.
2: And then I'll send you my calendar link. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Right? Which, so I have, I have a love-hate relationship with calendars. Me too. And I would, I have been hearing it for months and months from certain people, who shall remain nameless and will call me when they listen to this, that I need to get on the digital calendar train. You need to have a digital calendar. You need to have a calendar link. It's like it's you're so losing impersonal. business. so
1: I hate it. Oh, I my know. God. So here,
2: hold on. So I am like the most resistant person ever, right? So like they, the, the force is strong in some people. The resistance is strong in me. Mm. We know this. I finally broke down. Like I, I was overwhelmed to the point – that I had to find a way to manage these requests for these one-off. Can I have a, I need to talk to you about getting a headshot, whatever. So in addition to the one-to-ones, like the calendar, like the 30-minute like vetting process for con- for client consults. Mm-hmm. And I broke down and I started using the scheduler in my CRM. Mm-hmm. And it has made my life easier.
1: It <laughs> and does I reluctantly
2: am like, fuck, but now it, I have to use this thing all the time. But it makes it, it feels
1: impersonal. It feels
2: impersonal, but yeah. I got over the hurdle. And it works. So what I, I resolved to do, because I am a paper planner girl, like it's surprising it's not in front of me right now. And it's really? in my office. Yeah. I
4: feel like it would wind up with like coffee on it Mm-mm. or, oh shit, it was on top of my car and now it's gone. No, <laughs> no, no. And no. there went my entire like year's plan. no. No, I would no, need no. a chain to my leg or something. Mm-hmm. So, so then
1: coach her through this, guys. How do we, or coach us, because I'm the same way. So how do we do, because I have it as well, but I'm very resistant to the sending out the link. How do we balance that and make it personal? Yes, we want to be efficient and productive, but we also want people to know that this is a personal connection, that it's not just. Yeah.
4: Like, I am just not a huge fan of it. And when people send it to me, I usually tend to not then meet with them. That's just because it feels yucky. Yes. And well, but the
2: thing is, if somebody emails me or messages me and they're like, hey, send me a few dates and times mm-hmm. to get on your calendar. Then
4: the first thing I do is pick up the phone and I call them and I'm like, hey, it's just faster to do it this way and knock it out.
0: Now, I think you should use the Calendly and whatever you do for that reason. And it is a good thing because when I'm on these virtual networking events with people now and I want to meet them, I will ask them, do you have a calendar? I can look at some dates and book a meeting. Yeah. So up front, I'm telling you, I'm willing to do the work to meet you and make it easier. So send that. I'm finding more people are sending that out. And I don't know that it's that big of a deal anymore because it's, it's more accepted than it was even a year ago.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like
0: I'm, I'm, it because it shows I'm doing the work to get on your calendar, which I'm happy yeah. to do.
4: I think it's easier in the age of using virtual meetings, mm-hmm. but it for me, I like to schedule my meetings and my one to ones and everything when I'm meeting in person. I like to stack them mm-hmm. and put people like I'll be like in Briar Creek on Mondays and Durham area on Wednesdays and Carrie on Friday. So I don't know, maybe. Because I'm so weird about how I yeah. do and, my schedule.
2: Yeah. And I think that, so like for me, the resistance came from I like to have that control over my schedule and I like to have those phone conversations where I schedule that appointment with that person. However, I will say that it has freed up time in my schedule that I can then apply to other things to use the calendar link. Just saying.
0: And if you, you, could, if you and want a I, time block then just that's exactly. all you make available is. And records. that's what I do. Yeah.
2: I have one, you know, on specific, I will open up my paper calendar and look at the appointments that I have for the week and look at the kids obligations and all those things. And there are days that I don't have time blocked. And there's other days where I have four hours time blocked. And it's cool because I know that I have accepted that during that time, if nobody books appointments, I will fill it with something else.
4: Mm-hmm. And, and I, do, I have a calend, Calendly, however right. how yeah, yeah. the hell you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Mine's integrated with my CRM, which is the other okay. thing that I was like, and now they've integrated with Zoom and Google Meet. And there may be a personality component to it, because I didn't even know that people had a negative view of those calendar things until just now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, like, I found... Sometimes, like, you just know people, right? Like, I have some clients, like, they're not going to pay attention to the calendar. I'm like, I'm just going to call them or text them. Right, or, right. I'm right. just going to give them a time because they're not going to do the th- whole exchange right. three times back and forth, what works for you next week kind of stuff. And then some people really appreciate it. I'm like, what, what If they are some times? And I'm like, I got a calendar link if you want. And then if the people are like, oh, that's awesome, then I just give them that. Yeah, we're done. yeah.
1: So I'm interested to know from you guys, what is a story that has held you back in your career? What is a story that you've told yourself that's held you back?
4: Internal message. Oh, gosh.
1: Which one? Uh, whichever oh. one you want to share.
2: Do you want Mike to go first? Yeah. I
1: have like a
0: thousand. <laughs> Let the old guy go for He forgets his this story. This is why I'm a personal development there. junkie
4: because there's so many things that are you wrong said it, in that my me. brain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mine is not uh, asking for the million dollar deal and looking at $100 and $500 deals. And uh, I'm terribly unorganized and I've had to get better at that. Time blocking, which I've learned from Trinity, is a good thing. So when you sit and write or sit and edit, and Joe will know this, once you get in the groove, it's great. You don't want to interrupt it. Do Editing from 10 to 11 and then another meeting from 11 to 1230 and then back to editing, back to a meeting, back to editing. So stuff like that. Just getting more efficient and just ask people what you want. You know, What
1: do you feel like is because you said not going for the million dollar yeah. deals or the big deals. What do you think is underneath that? What stops you from doing that?
0: It was never around it. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. We're typical middle class. We had a neighborhood pool and I had a bike and a tennis racket. Never really had a car. Never really had a lot of money and just was never around to think to ask for it.
4: But do you think... We've been working on it, though, because I have no problem asking for money. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. Like, do you think that it's
2: like a lack of, like, you're not worthy of it?
0: Don't know. Just was never... And I I came to the small business world late in life, 19... 2000, when I buy that coin laundromat, I think like 2005. So by then I was 44 and I just worked in corporate world until then. And so it was the salary. You don't negotiate with that. So I was never in a position to say, I want more, but now that I've gotten out into the small business ownership world and Trinity has been a big help and the more people we talk to, but I think a lot of people, uh success doesn't bother me. I'm not afraid of that, but just was never into asking for that million dollar deal, but I'm fine with it now.
4: You're getting better. Yes. I'm Sadie Harper with Southern Ambition, one of two businesses I own here in the Triangle, providing expert content strategy, copywriting, and editing services to businesses and authors. From web content to LinkedIn profiles, bios, blogs, and business letters, I structure your content to say what you need to say and connect with your clients. For authors, I'll make your manuscript submission-ready with editing and arc development, then write your query letter so publishers will listen. Elevate your brand and save time and money by hiring a professional writer. Email me to discuss your needs at hello at southernambition-nc.com.
1: Yeah. How did you work through that?
0: just got around people. We talk about spheres and people you want to hang with. And it's, damn, I wasted about 30 years.
1: (laughs) Yep,
4: yep, yep, yep. Well, and not undervaluing yourself because one of the things that Mike and I talked about with even pricing out, because there's some things that we do in our business that don't have a set price. Mm -hmm. And... I'm always like, what would you be willing to pay for this? Because usually they will tell me an amount higher than what I originally thought. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to undervalue myself. And Mm -hmm. he was like, I've never never thought Mm -hmm. to do that. I'm like, yeah, because... That I want to know what they think that value is. I don't flinch on my commission rates when I'm selling real estate. I just I'm like this. Is, this is what it but your is. your prices are your prices. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and it's if a somebody lesson. and if somebody doesn't, then there's 30 other clients in line that are willing to pay that. So, mm-hmm. it, and we
2: run into it, this in photography a lot. Like I, that's where you see those shoot and burn photographers that are charging fifty dollars for five hundred images, right? Like they don't believe that their work is, is worth valued right. at what should be a much higher rate. And so when I turn around and I give price for my headshot package and I've had real estate agents that I'm like, I, I know what your commission rate is. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they yes. turn to me and they're like, yeah. wow, you're expensive. And I turn right back and I say, no, I'm a good business investment. Mm-hmm. yeah, And that's where it, but it took so much time and energy and work to get to that mm-hmm. point where I can turn it and not question myself. Mm-hmm. And recently I had an experience where it literally brought to the surface every single doubt, negative self talk, negative like mindset, anything that I had ever thought badly about my work was brought to the surface. And it was very nice to know that the rubber band snapped back much faster this time. Mm-hmm.
0: And here's a story I would tell on Trinity. If the state of North Carolina would allow realtors to set their commission rate, she would be higher than most, but she would be able to prove the value. Yep. Mm -hmm. She said, look, everybody else is charging six, three, I'm charging six, but I'm going to sell your house in four days and get Mm -hmm. you over the asking price. And that's the one thing we've learned, especially working with our clients is don't be afraid to be one of the higher price. Just show the value you get with that.
4: 110%. Yeah, and people are always willing to pay for value. Yes. As long as you can prove that you're worth what you're... It's basically all of life is a barter in negotiation. So mm-hmm. if you are on the side where you quickly know if somebody's worth what you're willing to pay for.
1: So I feel like that, uh, the intangibles are is what's hard to communicate. So like real estate, that's a great example that Mike gave. Cause it's like, I can sell your house faster and for more money. Dah, 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 dah. But when it comes to like, you guys do coaching, how do you guys do that with coaching? Cause you're coaching and saying, how do you sell the intangibles or the personal development? You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: So the, one of the first things when we sit down with a potential client is we ask them, what would you need to get out of this to know that it's a win for you? Mm-hmm. And that's how we measure it because it might be, I want to double my business production, or it might be I want to feel better about myself. Okay. Then how do you measure if you're feeling better about yourself? Mm-hmm. Is that you're getting up earlier and you're exercising Like what, There needs to be something that is definable that we can measure. Yeah. And I think a lot of coaches don't apply something measurable to what they do. It makes it a little bit more difficult for the client at first, but then ultimately they get so much more out of it because they know that they're actually getting something out of it and not just showing up and spouting off their
1: feelings for an hour. Yep. Yep. That's one of the things that I started doing because to me it's like everything is data driven, right? And yes. so we do a baseline where they do an assessment at the beginning of us coaching together. And I even do this in my groups. I send them their assessment through Google Forms, and then we collect it at the end. And we have their goals at the beginning. And they were like, "Oh my god, I didn't realize I forgot." Yeah, that mm-hmm. when I started with you that's eight weeks ago, that right. that's where that I was at a three. And that I was feeling, I was stuck in my suffering for seven hours a day. And now eight weeks later, I'm, my satisfaction level is at an eight and my suffering is down to two hours or less. And so having that data and having those benchmarks and really putting stats to it is so powerful and to get that, those like intangible things. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and are we done? Really? Background,
3: background <laughs> so, music. And here, so. here's
0: an example with our coaching. We're working with a client who works in a very niche world, and they were doing some. They wanted to do some market research in that niche world and set up a plan to reach out to a couple of uh, small business owners in that world. <clears throat> and they sent an email to us this morning, copying an email they got back from somebody in that world that sent it out to their group, saying, "Hey, this person." It's not a sales job. It's great information. They want to help. So just by getting over that hurdle to ask somebody for something, they all of a sudden, their name is out to a lot of people in that niche.
4: Yeah. So it took us us four weeks to get her to this point. And, And in coaching, sometimes I just stick my boot in their ass. And that's what we did. Last week, we were okay. Either you're going to do this or we're taking it off the list because it's not a high enough priority. And she was like, Okay, fine, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was just that's what the little push she Mm needed, big push she needed to just get it done. Mm -hmm. And now it's coming back to her in spades. Mm -hmm. But I think going back to your original question about my blocks, one is in which a lot of our clients struggle with is perfectionism Mm -hmm. and not wanting to do something until I have it figured out in my head as exactly perfect. Mm -hmm. There's a book called The Four C's. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but basically it's a cycle that you can go through to help yourself realize that everything's a learning experience and that things don't have to be perfect. And then there's another one called The 80% Approach, which is one of my favorite books that's like basically for procrastinators Mm -hmm. and people that struggle with perfectionism that as long as you can get something to 80%, that's better than not starting it at all. So, isn't that
2: like the Japanese eating principle that you only eat 80% of what's on your plate? So that way you don't, no, I don't overeat. Know,
4: but I am not really sure. I grew up in the old school where I finish everything. Yes. No. Clean, clean, yeah. plate,
0: clean
2: plate yeah. club. Yeah. I would no, just put more food like on thing. the plate. But it's the same, like in. It's reaching the goal, right? If Mm -hmm. the goal is to do, and that's why people know one of my, my things is done or is better than perfect. And I coach my clients on this all the time in the marketing space because they're like, I can't do this until blank, blank, blank. And I'm like, but is that making you money? Right? (laughs) Like, how's that working for you? Yeah. And you don't feel like it's that feeling that you haven't accomplished it all the way. It's not necessarily whether it's, and it's done. Like it's done. There's nothing else you could have done to accomplish it. But in your mind, you've attached this emotional. The
1: emotion is shame because perfectionism is a shame sheet. And it's, yeah.
2: yeah. And that's the imposter syndrome speaking. And yeah. So, like, how do you coach your clients through that? If you're feeling that perfectionism as well.
4: Oh, I have a lot of empathy for them. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I've personally worked on for so many years because I know when I'm starting to procrastinate, why I'm doing it. And I have really scaled it down to what comes down to. I'm like, Trinity, suck it up, buttercup. It's not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And that's literally what I tell myself. And then I just pull off the Band-Aid and go do it.
2: Mm -hmm. Did working with a partner in coaching help you
4: to... Like, does your partnership with
1: Mike help with that?
4: Absolutely. Because we hold each other accountable for things. Mm -hmm. But even though I have been coaching other people for so long, I've always had a coach. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, I believe in therapy. I believe in coaching. If I was really serious about getting back in shape right now, I would hire a personal trainer. Yeah. Do I know how to work out? Yeah. Am I going to do it as hard as if I, am I going to work on it as, as if I would, if I had a person that was there that was holding me accountable? No. Yep. Yep. So I truly think that there's so much value in having somebody that's a professional and that's really honed in on the basics of
1: something. You go further faster. You do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I, if somebody yeah. wants
4: to drive their social media, why wouldn't they sit down with Jenny and go over their plan? Because mm-hmm. yeah, you can do it and you can dabble in it, but until you like sit down with somebody that's going to pair you back and make sure that you're not skipping steps or mm-hmm. just... We have blind spots, right? Help
1: you from making mistakes that exactly. are going to slow it down, exactly.
0: And then also, how long would it take you to learn that? Six months, right? Three months. Mm-hmm. So now, what's the money you're paying, January?
4: Yeah, because it's going to get you yep. there so much so faster. Much faster. Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm.
4: I think that with a lot of our clients struggle with the perfectionism, and and or if they have a fear of making money, because I've seen this all the time, and with coaching real estate agents, because. Yeah, you might get a commission check that's 20 grand. And for them, that's like a third of what they made in an entire year. And they're getting that in one month. And mm-hmm. they're like, and they feel guilty yep, about right. making that much yeah. money. And it's, you have to help
1: coach them through that. That, hey, the, the same story worth around this. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or then they're like, oh my God, this came now, but when is the next one? It may not exactly. come for right. six months. And then right. they're, yeah self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm.
0: and we have one client who wants to do a virtual event and the first and only question we asked is okay when's the date and then no hang on a second we're like no no you're not going to do anything to <laughs> yeah. you set the date and, It's you'll
2: fill the time yeah, that you have yeah. right and so yes. like yeah
0: halfway through the meeting yeah. the date was set and then the rest of the meeting man we just put everything in order and left the meeting and they were like wow but no mm-hmm. you gotta set the date otherwise you'll tweak it for you can
4: sit around planning and planning and planning that's like that's how it was remember with my wedding I was like (laughs) "Eh, eh, eh, eh." and then as soon as I one weekend one of my girlfriends who had gotten engaged after me I called her and I was like hey when should we do your engagement party she's oh we're gonna skip that because we already planned the wedding day and I already and she had like already planned and I was like shit so I called Scott while he was at work and I was like So by the end of this weekend, we're going to have our wedding planned. And he was like, what? You're like, we got to get our shit together. I was like, we're getting together. And we did. And I set a deadline and we had our venue picked. And then I backed everything else into it. Mm -hmm. And we went from zero to 60. Yeah. When you
1: think about it, when you were in corporate, you always had deadlines. It was from Mm -hmm, other people. So yeah, you know how to be accountable to deadlines. It's not like it's this new thing. It's just when you shift from to working to for working for yourself than for somebody else you have to implement your own deadlines and people forget to that part even in it's like, hard on committees yeah like i sit on committees and i'm like no we need deadlines what's the deadline it means nothing without <laughs> it
4: doesn't yeah. have a deadline <laughs> then it's just yeah. like a hope a wish and a dream yeah yeah he's yeah.
0: yeah. very good with our clients like let just get it to 80 percent and once they hear that the first couple times they're like Oh, that kind of makes sense. Well, I, I can mm-hmm. do that and take yeah. a lot of pressure off of them. And like she tells them, the last twenty percent, we'll just be tweaking. Yeah, just get yeah. eighty and we're good. And That takes a lot of pressure off them just to hear that number and realize I can get there a lot pretty quick.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a lot of times you get to eighty percent and you're like, dang, I actually don't even. This is good enough. Yeah, I can move on to the next thing. Yep. Yeah.
2: And I think it's that, that mindset shift of saying that something has to be that excellent actually can be good enough, mm-hmm. right? Like that level of excellence that you are setting for yourself is so beyond any reasonable expectation that 80% is actually the
4: point of excellence. Exactly.
0: And and we tell them only the hundred percent, they're not going to know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were painting something, no one's going to be like, oh, your painting's not done. I wouldn't know the difference
0: or just
1: like the wedding. People don't know that something went wrong in a wedding. Like they're like, I had a good time. I had free drinks and food. We were on the beach and it was awesome. (laughs) People
4: are like, your wedding was the best time ever. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. There were 50,000 things that I could have, would have, should have wanted to do. Yep. But at the end of the day, yeah, what got done and what it was I still have a done, good time
1: told, the thing I regret the most is I did not have the like somebody should have packed me like two things of food of my food like at the damn wedding. Oh,
4: to eat. That was the best piece of advice when, before you're getting married or before you're having a kid, like how everyone and their brother has advice for you. Yeah. The best piece of advice that we got was somebody told me to have the caterers pack us mm-hmm. a to-go container and mm-hmm. put it in our room and we did and then after we got back like after partying and dancing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all night we went back to our room and chowed down yep. on leftovers and from our the cocktail in hour because people yeah. were like
1: your cocktail hour was so great I had this and I remember doing the taste testing and I was like oh that was really good damn it to hell I didn't eat a bit of it yeah So we <laughs> because you're not do. there you're out
4: doing your photos yeah. with freaking yep. Jenny and oh no flat. I don't do oh you don't do weddings no, I don't do weddings <laughs> yeah. but we no. had they brought us appet- we had them set aside appetizers for us our bridal party and we had a private cocktail hour for the wedding
2: party we had a private cocktail half hour for the wedding party that actually had better some better hors d'oeuvres sorry people than (laughs) in the main because so my mother's thing was right jewish wedding you can't have shellfish because they're so kosher mom i know you're listening to this and you're so just bear with me like they eat tons of bacon and shellfish, like pork and, and shellfish are things. We have crab feasts every summer. So it's not like we kept kosher, but for the wedding, we had to have a kosher wedding. And so we had bacon wrapped scallops as part of the, we slid them in to like the private like, wedding sh- party cocktail half hour. Awesome. And my mom, yeah, we knew ahead of time. And I'm like, I know you did, but we had <laughs> to slide them in. And then she fought us for the brunch the next day. She fought us on a raw bar and my husband was like, no, you don't understand it. So okay. I My uncle went up and hugged him, hugged him and said, I hear you're responsible for this. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like we were not that good of Jews. Okay. But our venue was already ahead of the game, right? Like they packed us the food. They told us that we could have this private cocktail half hour for just Mm -hmm. the wedding party after the pictures. They were like, we had crashers didn't even know about it because we had hired a, a day of coordinator and they took care of the crashers and we didn't have to know anything like it was amazing yeah. and I think that what um, one of the things when you were talking about setting the date is like how you're gonna set the tone for everything else like when we started because we were planning pre-COVID thanks COVID live girls who do stuff event and so one of the things that Sarah was like we have to set the date we have to set the date and I'm like no Because then, because in my mind, the fear was that we're not going to be able to pull it off. And in her mind, it was like, no, we set the date and then we are guaranteed to pull it off. off. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that having that balance, right, between partnerships is super duper important too.
4: There's definitely things that Mike is very strong in that I am not in. um,
1: What would you say those things are? Oh, God. Like,
2: how do you guys, let's reframe the question. How do you all balance each other out in a way that creates like really great, I'm like, no reframing.
1: I want to know what are his strengths that are your weaknesses? What are your strengths that are his? I
2: was just, all right, let me re-ask the question. It wasn't a reframing. It was just a different way to ask the question.
0: I'll start. Uh, As we're talking about balance and partnerships, and (laughs) one quick note on the eighty percent: when you do something, if something didn't get done but nobody else does, don't point it out.
1: Exactly. When somebody comes
0: to your house, don't say, "Oh, excuse the mess." We didn't see the mess; we wouldn't have, anyways. So, quit pointing out what. Stop apologizing for things. Yeah. yeah. Stop
2: apologizing for things that you have no need to. Like, only apologize when you do something wrong. Thanks, Brené. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Trinity is very good on systems and processes, and that has helped me more than anything uh, since we've been partnering is to get those in place. Because in the example we give is if you hire somebody and they have 12 pieces of paper they had to fill out and sign, why would you input that seven times in the system? just put in the mm-hmm. system let the system shoot it out to where it needs to go so that's what that's the thing I've learned most from her is just get those in place and I've become more efficient because of that
1: awesome mm-hmm. Aww.
2: and what do you that's see messy. where do you see that your strengths balance I want to know where you each think each other's strengths are
4: Mike has
2: or or weaknesses are
4: yeah mike has so many experiences that i Never was able to have. So, because I've been so process driven and I came more from the small business world of taking things that already existed and tweaking them and making them better. Mm -hmm. And Mike has actually started multiple small businesses. So, Wired to Change is the first small business that I went out and actually started 100% on my own, well, with Mike. But Mm -hmm. when it came to starting my real estate practice, I had already created those systems within the real Mm -hmm. estate firm. So it That, to me, feels more like stepping into a franchise than stepping into a small business, so right. yep. I have learned so much from him in terms of what a small business owner goes through mentally, emotionally, financially, just to get those steps in place. Mm-hmm. And then also, um learning from him in terms of like why some of his business like his one business that failed that's a huge learning experience that even though I haven't had that now I can borrow his stories and his experience yep especially when it comes to working with our clients that are going through something or feeling like they're on the brink of that yep hmm. plus his networking skills are amazing Yours aren't too shabby. Mike has such a good way of remembering little things about people that makes them feel so comfortable. Like he has the best, the best way of introducing people to each other. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I'm like, ooh, if I could only be a little bit better at that, because it just instantly makes people feel connected with you and, and the likelihood of them getting together. And then when those people get together now their common denominator is mike and mm-hmm. mike's note now that's how he's become like before i ever even met mike i had heard from 10 different people that i had to meet him mm-hmm. and he was the man mm-hmm. so his reputation came long before i actually met him in person
0: and thank you for that but i've been fascinated by the stories i just want the why and the how I know the what I know Jenny's photographer. I know Sarah's a code. I get all that, but I want to know, how'd you get here? Give me and Trinity. We enjoy sharing these stories. We've all my first business I bought was a learning experience. I didn't lose a lot, but I lost enough, but I learned so much from that. So when I introduce people, the business will come. It's like in mm-hmm. a networking event. I'd like to talk to somebody for about eight or 10 minutes about. Life, their day, their kids, where they went to school. We'll get to the business. Yes,
3: that'll yep. come. Yes, yes. So that's the yes.
2: meaningful connection. So yes. when you get yes. to meet yeah, because, people
0: through a right. story that has nothing to do with business, it's an instant connection. They can talk about that, and that will deepen that relationship. Then they'll go, you know what? We need to do something. We need to schedule a cup of coffee and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think it's really interesting. So I find that I'm
0: like Jenny. You can't think anymore. I'm gonna think. Damn <laughs> yeah.
1: it! Don't
2: stop me from thinking. <laughs> So the. We are
1: um, at, at time.
2: Which, I know. Where's Mike with the. Um, we only have 37 seconds left. Now I'm going to show there is no end time. <laughs> <laughs> But it's hard, right? When because we are all very much similar in that. Hey, let's have a conversation not about business. So when we meet those people, and like when we meet the same people who are like we're both competing to get the personal stories, mm-hmm. so that we can like just we never even get to the business. We're just like yeah. talking. And then
1: I've had people get weird. mad at me for that. Yeah. They're like, "Wait, we haven't talked about business yet," and I was like, "Oh." okay, we, and we can then do that now. now, yeah. <laughs> and, that now is, and now that's going to go into the
2: left
4: pocket. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's 8,000 coaches in the triangle. There's 8,000 real estate agents. There's 8 million photographers. <laughs> I want to know you as a person because I'm referring you as a person first <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you as the business person second. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love yep. that. Pe- That's a great yeah, place P- to land. That is a great transition. She, in- <laughs> and now you're going to get mad at me for thinking again, aren't you? Next time. Mm-hmm. No.
0: But people by people, I have a chiropractor who I will follow anywhere she goes in the triangle, I don't care who she works for, but I'm going where she goes.
1: Yep. 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 Alrighty, guys, we have what we call the lightning round. Ooh. I think for you guys, we should do, instead of you both answering the question, like, we'll ask one to Trinity, one to Mike. Sure. I think that'll be more efficient? Is this a quiz? Just lightning round. Fast. So speed. lightning round is right. we throw questions at you and you
2: say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh,
1: Jesus. So we're just going to do Trinity first. And okay. then Mike, you're going to get your whole, like a whole different set of questions. So don't think that oh, you
2: get to Oh, man. And then at the very <laughs> end, y'all are going to get the same question. Okay. okay. Don't worry. You'll get All one right. of the same.
1: Okay. okay. You want to go first or you want me to start? The answer, I mean,
4: answer is wine. With yeah. The answer is wine.
0: The answer is Oliver. All right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. the answer is Oliver. I it. All right, it. I'm ready. What is your favorite place in the world? My house. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go back to and what would you say? I would go back to my 30-year-old
4: self and tell myself that I was not fat because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I was in the best shape of my life. What is something no one knows about you? That there's probably nothing that no one doesn't know about me. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? Not being able to go to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. She's taking this literally, like, yes, first thing that yes, comes to yes, mind. Okay.
1: Yes. What do you want your legacy to be?
4: I want to be known as the person that was able to be there for others and connect people and create meaningful relationships between people that
1: didn't know each other previously. Okay. And what is something people often get wrong about you?
4: Oh, I don't know. That's a
1: great question,
4: but I've been told I'm very intimidating by multiple people And I would say that I'm probably one of the least intimidating people when you actually peel back the layers.
0: She is way more giving and flexible than people know because she comes at a problem. She goes, look, we're going to fix this with a lot of confidence and people like, oh, crap. And they once they get to know, her, dang, man.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting to me that the people who embody confidence are the ones that like The rest of us might be intimidated by because I've heard that before, too. Mm -hmm. And it's real talk. Like if you're saying that there's like an intimidation, like it goes both ways Mm because it's you hear the name and you're like, oh, I don't know that. What is that? And then, yeah. Yep. It's a very interesting. That's another conversation for another day. I have to stop thinking. Yes. Okay. All right. Mike Manning, are you ready?
3: All
2: right. So who are the people that challenge you?
0: My wife. In a good way. All right. Yep.
2: What is your number one favorite book?
0: Dang. I don't know. I'm not a big book reader. I'm a content consumer. I'd have to go back. I love Dr. Seuss. <clears throat> There's a lot of knowledge <laughs> in Dr. Seuss, but.
2: There is a lot of knowledge, you know. Dr. Seuss. Oh, the places you'll go. I love that. Yep. Uh, but the last yep. book
0: I did read was uh, Think and Grow Rich, and I did like that very much.
2: How do you unwind?
0: That's, I don't know. I don't get that wound up.
2: Vodka. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Had
0: that last night. Uh, probably some sort of family interaction.
2: If you could go, oh, I'm going to, this is, this is a repeat question. It's okay. it's okay. Okay. If you could go back and advise yourself to any point in the past, where would you go and what would you tell yourself? Uh, y-
0: it's okay to take risks. Just, How
2: old would you be? when uh, I probably no one. I know
0: now. I'll probably go back to about 25. All right. Yeah.
2: All right. What is the top thing on your
0: bucket list? playing golf at augusta national
2: nice what's your favorite place in the
0: world i don't know that's a good question probably the back porch with family just relaxing i was gonna
1: say anywhere with uh, oliver and i was actually gonna
0: say oliver cannot be the answer to this question like it has to be (laughs) you know but probably the the location doesn't really matter it's it's who i'm with if that's yes yes i'm with you on that
2: yep all right, and now the final question, and this is going to be for both of you. If you were, if your life had a theme song, what would it be?
0: Oh, that's easy. I've had the time of my life.
1: Oh, a little dirty dancing action. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? A theme song.
0: Or I like big it butts. Be, it's a remi- tough one. You know that? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, baby got back. Yep. Yes. Do you remember right. that song that's like, I'm bossy? Yeah. Yeah, it would probably be that. All right. Sweet. Love it.
2: All right, so how can our people find you?
4: We're all over the interwebs. <laughs> we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook.
2: And 2Change with the number
4: change. two. With the number two, yes. Okay. They could email us info at wired2change.com
2: with the number
0: two. Yep. Hit us or up on LinkedIn. Yep. Or, Mike Manning. Yep. Trinity Manning,
2: French. Trinity French.
0: Yep. Or just uh, Facebook. I'm uh, starting to, I like Facebook Messenger from friends. I don't like it as a sales pitch. Yeah, But I'm okay with it from friends. Yep. All
1: right. Cool. Super. Thank well, you, thanks, guys. thanks, y'all. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you very much. So always yes. a pleasure being with you guys. Yes. It's yes. like we have to do it for fun, like just drinks and hanging yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And plan our, our taking you, over
2: the, the networking yes, world of the triangle. we need
1: just like the networking.
2: Do you just want this to be our networking event? I do.
1: Okay. Like, <laughs> I just want all of our past guests. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. All right. Okay. Super. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank, thank you, thank you very so
2: much. much. Find us on wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us some ratings. It helps others find out how awesome we are. And you can find us at girls stuff.com. And I think that's it.
1: Yep. That's I it. am Sarah Madras.
2: And I am Jenny Midgley. And, and you, you do you, boo.
0: <laughs> we love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.